You're listening to the AfterBuzz TV Network. Now the largest new media platform on the web and your number one source for after-show entertainment. Very good, The AfterBuzz Studios in Los Angeles, California. Presented by Maria Menounos and streaming live thanks to Akamai Technologies. This is AfterBuzz TV's Chasing Life After Show. We'll break down tonight's episode and get you all the latest news and gossip. And now, another post-game wrap-up show for your favorite TV show. It's AfterBuzz TV's Chasing Life After Show. Such a sad song. I know. I'm gonna cry just thinking about it. I know. Welcome everybody to AfterBuzz TV. This is the after show for Chasing Life. This is episode eight, Death Becomes Her. And this episode was a tearjerker once again. I felt like last week we got a little bit of a break, but this week crying again. Crying again. And I also feel like this episode we saw different states of people dealing with cancer. Yeah. And I know it's been a reoccurring theme with April and, you know, her finding out that she had cancer and then trying to deal with it. And I feel like at first she was in denial about her Mm -hmm. cancer and and she wasn't going to believe that she had cancer or anything like that. And I feel like she's kind of moved past the denial stage at this point. And now she's kind of in not quite acceptance, but like almost like she's getting there <laughs> i'm i'm angry that i have this i want to mm-hmm. fix it i need to get rid of this kind of stage i know i feel like she finally started to deal with it realistically because mm-hmm. before she's kind of been like work i need to do work don't want to care i don't she just didn't really want to think about it she was in serious denial and i could tell this episode it really kind of sunk in for her i actually have cancer this is actually what could happen to me i could actually die from it it was really sad. <laughs> it was. And and this, like you said, she's always been focused on work. And this mm-hmm. is the first episode where she went up to her supervisor and was like, I'm sick. I'm going home. I don't care what you say. Goodbye. And her supervisor said, you don't look sick. And she's like, well, I am. <laughs> I was like, you go, girl. You go, girl. <laughs> Leave work. <laughs> and I also felt like not only was this a different stage for her, but we also got to see some of her cancer group. And other stages. Yeah. You know, we have Jackson who is kind of at the end of his road, Mm -hmm. I guess you could say. And he's dealing with it in a whole different way than April is in. And April goes to visit him in the hospital and he's telling her, you know, I really wish I could go outside and feel the breeze on my skin and listen to the birds chirp. And I think in April's mind, she's like, oh. She's like, I have to... I have to take those things, for, like, I can't take them for granted anymore. Yeah. I think that was a realization for her. It actually, I feel like in the episode, that was the first time where she thought, wow, this this could actually happen to me. Like, I could actually die, and so I need to not take things for granted. And that's why I think at the end, we saw her go to her mom, mm-hmm. which I was really happy about, because her and her mom had a great relationship in the first episode and the second episode and then she got cancer and it seemed like their relationship kind of fell apart yeah and so it's nice to see her like have that realization with jackson and kind of go to her mom and say i don't want to have you know if i die i don't want to die with us having tension exactly so i was like thank god you and don't kind of anything bad leave anything bad no, behind. exactly because it who knows i mean 
she's thinking it could be months, but yeah. who, you never know. Exactly. So I think that was a really good step in her overcoming the denial yeah. process and coming to realization that, yeah, you do have cancer and you do need to deal with this now. Yeah. And a side note from the hospital visit, April shows up with a plan and they <laughs> tell her, you can't bring a plant into here. Like, it might have germs or something. And She's I don't, so she totally didn't even realize that. I left her like running out like, oh, okay. <laughs> let me, let me take this out for you. She was so funny. And then Leo comes in with the cannolis and mind you, I was, craving cannolis the rest of the night. I'm like, where do I get cannolis in LA? I don't even know what a cannoli is, but it looked good and I kind of wanted some too. Yeah. So let's hop over to Brenna's trip to Florida because I yeah. felt like other than the whole Jackson thing, I felt like this was a huge portion of the episode and I yeah. felt like we actually spent more time with Brenna and Greer down in Florida tonight than we've spent in any episode with the two of them. Oh, yeah. Or, or yeah, any episode. It was, I feel like even with Brenna at yeah. all, we haven't really seen... Like, she, she's been around, but there hasn't been major storylines. No, I feel like tonight she was kind of the main character. Yeah. <laughs> so, Brenna um, and Greer go down to Florida for a... Ecology e- Ecology. Club. <laughs> ecology club. And this is kind of where um, Brenna discovers that her sister or half-sister, lives in Florida. And so she gets this great idea, well, I'm going to be in Florida anyways. Why not go visit her? Mm-hmm. And it didn't quite go, I think, the plan that Brenna and Greer thought in their mind that it was going to go. Yeah, I think that they were thinking that they're going to show up and she's going to meet this sister and this sister's going to be like, I had no clue about you either. Or I, you know, I didn't know that I would ever meet you. And she was going to be like a happy reunion. And she was really hostile. She was like, <laughs> I know about you. I know about your family. I don't want anything to do with you. You, you shouldn't have come. She was kind of I a was bitch. shocked. <laughs> shocked at her response when they yeah. came to the front door. I mean, she knew exactly who they were. She said that she had been looking at their pictures yeah. and stuff throughout the years, knew exactly who they are. I was shocked at this. I mean, I, I had a too. feeling maybe she might have known about them, but to the extent, it sounds like she was a little yeah. stalkerish. Well, it sounds like she was more involved in her family than any of them had thought because she said she'd met their mom. Mm-hmm. And it's like, well, how like how deep did this go and why did they... I mean, it's not like when April's dad died, it's not like they were little kids. Yeah. April was already in college. I feel like, how, how did they keep something... Like, oh, you have a sister. How did they keep that a secret for so long, especially from someone... It's not like they were five or six. You know, no. they are adults. They're mature. They're old enough to kind of comprehend what happened. But you think that once they would have hit like middle school or high school, yeah. that their dad would have sat them down and uh-huh. said, we need to talk to you about something. Especially if if it was, it's not like he was trying to keep it from his wife yeah. either. So she knew. So it's like. So it makes no yeah. sense why why. The mom and the dad. Yeah, would be mom had this. forgiven dad, yeah. obviously, because they were still together. She'd forgiven him for having an affair. So, I mean, once she'd forgiven him, I feel like that was the next step. Like, tell the kids that they have a sister and maybe make Natalie feel more part of the family. Cause I feel like she was resentful. She's very resentful. To the fact that they got a family and she got a dad like twice a mm-hmm. year. And I thought it was very interesting her words like, your family's perfect. Yeah. And then. She's like, no, my sister has cancer. No, my They're sister. Not. Yeah. And I think that was the first point where in Natalie's head, she was like, oh. 
she i when she said that though i was like i can't figure out if if the actress wasn't kind of like living up to it or if she was actually playing it off and then as we went on i was like oh she just actually doesn't seem to care that much no. <laughs> so i was like at first i was like give me some emotion and then i was like nope that's her character she just she just doesn't care no <laughs> she has no interest in but i was curious okay so natalie did invite them to get in the car and go hang out with them for a little bit and of course she looked like she was in a party outfit, first of all. Yeah, so you she kinda, was already going drinking. Yeah, she was already going drinking, but she takes these two high school students to the bar with her. Buys them drinks. Buys them drinks. And I'm curious your thoughts on this. Do you think that Natalie drugged Greer? I don't know. I, I, I'm like, I think, yeah. I Not drugged. I don't know. Maybe she had them put, like something extra in there and so it snuck up on her faster but also like Greer isn't we saw at her party it's not like she gets trashed all the time so maybe she isn't really doesn't know really how to handle alcohol but Brenna had said she was fine just a second ago and now she's sick yeah so that's what I thought was a little interesting is I mean how do you go from like one drink two drinks and then completely like like, I'm gonna throw up like she's gonna yeah I don't know. It was interesting. Yeah. And Especially I, they were drinking little, like, fruity drinks that are probably, like, 90% cranberry juice. Yes. So you would think that it would take a little while for them. I mean, even if they're not drinking, uh, even if they're not, Brent Greer wasn't a drinker, you know. Yeah. It wouldn't shoot up on her just like that. So I don't know. And maybe it wasn't Natalie, and maybe it was one of her friends. So it was like, oh, Natalie has told us that we don't like. Maybe we'll figure that oh, out. Oh, that's And she's, good. so she drugged her drink, but... Yeah, I just feel like, like you're, like you said, the, a friend could have done this because yeah. Natalie's talked so much. She, they probably about know them. that they probably know. She's but I could also see Natalie doing this to yeah. kind of be like, I don't care about you guys. She probably wanted to hang out with Brenna, so Brenna would be like, "Oh, you're right. I don't want to know you." Yeah. <laughs> so that she just gets left alone for the rest of her life. Yeah. So that was very interesting, and I feel like when Greer and Brenna left the bar, that. It just was like a bad, messy breakup. I know. I I felt bad for her. And even she was, I feel like she was taking her resentment out on Brenna. And it's like Brenna just found out about this. Like two days ago, she found out that she, you existed. She had no clue. So why are you taking out your resentment on her dad and her mom and the rest of her family on her? Like she's 15 or 16. You know, she doesn't. Yeah. She just wants to know her sister. <laughs> now, I was curious, or I was interested to see this whole scene about George and Sarah, which is April's mom, together talking about this whole incident. Did you feel sparks? I, I have that down on my, my notes. <laughs> I wrote that too. What is going on? I thought that last week, actually. I, I was watching them interact and I was like, there's, there is something going on there. There's, and then I, and she, when they were talking, she said that she she mentioned that she knew George first mm-hmm. and i'm thinking well maybe there was some kind of and then they were they were at a i think the mixer or yeah, something they were at a bar and the lady comes up and is like oh are you guys together or something and like no but you know, <laughs> i know i don't know. I, I think that there's some history there maybe not a relationship but maybe there was always some kind of attraction or interest but they definitely have sparks yeah i can feel it through the tv yeah, <laughs> something's going on with the two of them, and yeah. they haven't been completely truthful with us. I think I think too that part of the their 
kind of tension or part of the reason why they're so upset with each other might be some of the history that they have with each other that we don't know. Mm -hmm. Maybe there was something in the background besides the dad's death that made them have kind of a rocky relationship or maybe her marrying the dad was kind of something that made it a rocky relationship because he wanted her. I'm just going to throw this out there, but wonder if the rocky relationship had something to do with Sarah staying with the dad oh, after maybe. the affair. And George was like, you deserve better or something like that. Because he maybe. secretly wanted Sarah. Oh, that could be it too. I've had this feeling kind of since the very beginning of the series though that George is actually April's dad. I've oh. had this feeling. And I don't know if it's just because it's after Pretty Little Liars. So I think that everything is like that. Like everything uh-huh. yeah, is yeah, a scandal. <laughs> that would totally happen. <laughs> that would real. happen. But... I don't know if, like, my mind is still in that mindset and I'm, like, looking for things like that. But I've just had this feeling that George is April's real father. I I don't know. And maybe that has something to do with the fact that he had an affair. I don't know. Hmm. I I like where you're going with this. I because do. he's definitely taken on that paternal, yeah. like, role in her life now. And he seems like when he sees... When he saw her for the first time, he was kind of like, April, like, and it was... You don't know the whole story. There's a lot more that you haven't understood. And she was very hostile to him and hesitant to him. And I feel like he, I don't know, he's, I've never seen anything from George that makes me think he's nothing but a loving uncle Mm -hmm. or a loving family member of any kind. But he treats her like a daughter. And I don't know, maybe that's just because she doesn't have a father anymore and he feels like he can step into that role for her. But I get that. I just get that feeling. Interesting. Yeah, that's where my mind went, like the second yeah. episode. Mm-hmm. I was, he's her father, I know it. <laughs> <laughs> we have a couple more episodes to find out yeah. if he is. Or maybe they'll tease it for the next season. Yeah. Who knows? So let's get into Jackson, because Jackson, I feel like, also had a significant role in tonight's episode, mm-hmm. or yesterday's episode. Because he is so terminally ill, he has been thinking about his funeral, and... I thought this was an interesting moment because he thought about, you know, what he would like to be done there. Yeah. And what music he wants to be played. And it was kind of a sad moment because he's like, there's this party going on in your honor and you can't even be there. Yeah. And that was kind of a sad moment. And I've known people in the past who have said, you know, they want certain things happen at their funeral and then it happens. And it's a really nice touching moment. But it was... Nice to be able to see that he could actually he could be actually there and see experience it. it. Yeah. And one of the things that he really wanted was for someone to sing Had a Bad Day. Yeah. And so they brought in this acapella group, which maybe someone can tweet us and let us know for sure. But I'm pretty sure that's actually a acapella group called Nothing But Trimble. They were good. They were really so, good. <laughs> I would be really surprised if they just threw them together. Yeah. So they were really good, and I thought this was a great moment. And yeah. and let's go back because Leo was. <laughs> Do you love him yet? I I gotta say I wrote I, I jumped on the Leo train this week. I wrote little hearts around his name in my notes. <laughs> I was she like, really I'm did. just watching it, and I'm just drawing hearts. Leo, I love Leo. So Leo has this great heart. Speaking of hearts, I know and it's so big. And because I think he is terminal, he really knows what it feels like to live life to the Mm -hmm. fullest, and he's really trying to have everybody else experience that as well. So, you know, 
Meg. Meg. Let's go to Meg. Meg's. <laughs> I don't know if it Meg was wants to be a stripper. Her, her lifelong dream to be a stripper, but she wanted to be a stripper. I think for her, it seemed like it didn't seem like she would be someone that would be like, this is what I want to do for a career. No. But it was one of those things that she was like, well, if I'm going to die, I am i can't say that I ever was a stripper. Yes. And so it was just kind of a silly, fun thing for her rather than a, this is what I wanted to do with yes. the rest of my life. Yes. <laughs> and I thought it was a touching moment when she said, you know, I haven't felt very womanly lately uh-huh. because I lost my hair and this is the first time I could get out there. And guys noticed and her. And guys noticed her. And that was a sweet moment. Yeah. And I loved when Leo, like, took the money and put it. It was yes. so sweet. And then she took her wig off and everyone, everyone clapped. Yes. And I was like, that's, that's a great stripper crowd right yeah. there because a lot of them probably wouldn't have clapped. And everybody in there was, like, really supportive. This made my heart break just a little bit. Yeah. <laughs> so Leo's kind of playing Santa Claus in a way. Yeah. He's like dreams. his own Make-A-Wish He's, foundation. Yes, there you go. He's his own Make-A-Wish foundation. I loved that about him this episode. He's just, and we, and he paid for April's yes, fertility we, treatment. Yes, we find out that he was the one who paid for her fertility treatment. And I have a quote here somewhere. Um, he played it off so cool. Yes. Though. Okay. So April tells Leo, thank you for paying for the treatment. And he <laughs> he responds, who, who, me? Why would I pay for eggs? Yeah. <laughs> like, you know, just playing it off so sarcastically, such in a Leo way, but such a lovable way. Like... Oh, I didn't do that. It was no big deal. Yeah. And April's like, Ugh. I know. Which I think at that point when she realized that he paid for it, Dominic, out of the out picture. Out of the picture. No more Dominic. Thank God. <laughs> Whatever. We saw him. We did see him a little bit for like a few seconds this episode. You could tell she's trying to get over him, but then she slept with Leo. So yes. I feel like so, she's there. And I, I think this is the funniest part of the whole show after she sleeps with Leo and she goes something along the lines like, what am I going to help with your dreams? And he goes, well, you already did. Like, yeah, I was like, maybe you just did. Maybe you just did. Like, I love him. I just... He needs to be a real person because <laughs> I love him. Now, I also wrote down a little tidbit of information, and I don't know if it's going to mean anything going forward, mm-hmm. but when they kidnapped Jackson from the hospital to take him to his funeral, on the wall, when they were wheeling him out, it said on there... You are in-depth. Thank I am. I got, I got really in-depth last night. Um, I don't see it right here, but it said something along the lines of the Bruce Henry Cancer Center. Oh, really? Yes. Interesting. Maybe Bruce Henry had donated money to the cancer center that was treating Leo? Possibly. Or maybe it's a political scandal. Yes. So I'm curious to see how, if if it's going to even play out. Yeah. Or if it just... Something, something to look random. out for. But I thought that was very interesting that they would wheel him right past that with Bruce Henry. When we've never even That's been true. told that this is the cancer center's name. No. Nothing. And it's it, it could be anybody else. Yes. So I feel like if it's Bruce Henry, that's not just a coincidence. No. Unless that was just their little way of saying, oh, look, his dad's not as terrible as we think he is. But we'll see. Yeah. Stay tuned for that one. Not quite sure about that one. So I think that pretty much wraps up this episode. Um, let's get into some predictions. And now, your After Buzz TV 
predictions? Well, I predict that I'm going to stick with my theme of predicting about Leo. Um, (laughs) (laughs) I predict that his and April's relationship is going to kind of like blossom over the next episode. I think that, and I think because even in this episode, we kind of saw them have a difference of opinion of how their lives should be led. Kind of like he's, she thinks he's giving up, you know, they had that conversation mm-hmm. where he's like, you're giving up and she's like, I'm going to fight. I'm going to fight to stay alive. So I think that's going to be kind of a, an issue for them going forward because she's going to want him to fight and he knows he's terminal. Yeah. So, whereas she kind of probably feels that way because she's not terminal. And so, I think that that's going to be kind of an issue for them. But I would like to see them, I don't know, date a little while. Like, I want to see them happy, like in a good place at least, before anything happens. Mm-hmm. I'm going to go off of that. I also think that they are going to have a blossoming, blossoming relationship. Oh, yay. Yes. I guess I'm a Leo fan. Yay! I oh. hate to admit that after last week. I know. I'm really glad that you came to this side because <laughs> I uh, I don't understand how anybody could not be a Leo yeah, fan. After this episode, I'm a Leo he fan. He has a heart of gold. He does. And he's adorable. He is. Yeah. I'm also going to predict that something is going to happen between George and Sarah. Oh, I hope so. Relationship-wise. And I have a feeling that April's not going to be too fond of it. Yeah. Um. Yeah. Yeah. I don't think she's going to love it. I don't think any of them are going to love no. it, would love it, because they, I don't, moving on from dad, that was a step in the right direction. Okay, you can move on. You can date Brian or whatever his name was, but dating dad's brother, that might be a little, a little issue creepy. for them. Yeah, I think they're not going to be too fond of that. Uh, one more, okay. though. I'd like to see Brenna and Greer's relationship kind of... Yes. Because we kind of saw them start last week, and then it was like they were in a relationship. And she was so supportive. They were so cute, like holding hands up to Natalie's door. So I'd like to see more from their relationship rather than her just being there Mm -hmm. with them. Like, you know, I'd like to see more happen with them. Yeah. Okay. So speaking of Brenna, next week we actually have Brenna... In real life, Haley Ram is going to be in studio with us, so make sure. So make sure you guys tweet us your questions for Haley, and she'll be in studio to answer them. So speaking of which, where can they find you on social media? You guys can find me on Twitter at Kristen Strange and on Instagram at Kristen Aubrey Strange, and you can find me on Twitter and on Instagram at Heather Joy Smith. Thanks everybody for watching. We'll see you next week. From executive producers Maria Menounos, Kevin Undergaro, Phil Svitek, and the entire AfterBuzz TV staff, we would like to thank you for listening to the AfterBuzz TV network. To watch or listen to other After shows and post comments or questions, be sure to visit AfterBuzzTV.com. I'm Sir Richard Wentworth, and this has been a presentation of AfterBuzz TV. Buzz you later. The views expressed herein are those of the hosts only and do not necessarily reflect the views of AfterBuzz TV or its owners or principals. 